0: listeners. I'm Nicole. And I'm Wayne. Welcome to Ready to Read Storytime, where we explore short stories in season one, beginner chapter books in season two, and a kid's joke of the day in season three. We are adding new stories daily, so hit follow to keep exploring with us. Mrs. Frizzle's Adventures, Ancient Egypt, by Joanna Cole and Bruce Deegan. It was the first day of school vacation. I had said goodbye to my class. I had packed my bags and locked my door. Now I, Mrs. Frizzle, was on the move. I wanted to see pyramids and temples and camels and mummies, so I joined a group of tourists heading for Egypt. I knew my teaching experience would come in handy on this trip. Please raise your hands when I call your name, Jamal, Rashida. Little boy says, why is she doing this? Little girl says, this is too much like school. The mom says, I'll bet she's a teacher. It was a long flight. When night came, everyone fell asleep. Well, almost everyone. Mrs. Frizzle, she's still up taking notes. She's learning that Egypt is in North Africa. As the sun rose, we found ourselves flying over Egypt. Down below, we saw the Nile River. Green farms ran along either side of the river. Beyond the farms, there was nothing but desert. It was sand, 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 as far as the eye could see. The Torah guide says, it hardly ever rains in Egypt. And the a mom says, People have to get their water from the Nile. It's the longest river in the world. The little boy says, This is the longest plane trip in the world. Our group couldn't wait for the plane to end. Fortunately, they didn't have to. Somehow, the airplane door swung open. I can't imagine how that happened. Can you? Thank goodness I had a supply of parachutes in my bag. They're all saying help! This didn't happen our on our last vacation. The tour guide says, "Is anyone listening to me?" The photographer says, "I can't miss this." Click. Miss Frizzle says, "No talking, please." Liz says. Warning, do not try this on your next flight. It could be dangerous for your health. Herb, our tour guide, floated down into Cairo, the capital city of modern Egypt, but the rest of us were blown away by a gust of wind. The tour guide sang: in Cairo, there are airports, tall buildings, computers, cars, and trucks. People always use camels, donkeys, and horses. Modern Egypt is a mix of old and new, says Miss Frizzle. And the little boy says, modern Egypt is a long way down. Here's some fun facts about modern Egypt. Almost all Egyptians practice the Muslim religion of Islam. The language of Egypt is Arabic. And all children learn English in school. That's our language. Here we go, back to Miss Frizzle. Here was where my years as a teacher really helped. I knew a lot about Egypt, so I took over where Herb left off. With me on the job, something interesting was bound to happen. Miss Frizzle says, see you later, Herb. The people down below say, look, it's raining tourists, but it hardly ever rains in Egypt. Sure enough, something interesting did happen. As our feet reached the ground, the cars and trucks disappeared. So did the modern people. Even the horses and camels were gone. We were back in ancient Egypt. I can't imagine how that happened. Can you? In the age of pyramids, there were no camels or horses in Egypt. They came later. There were no tourists from the 21st century either. And then he says, we came later too. There's some ancient egyptians they're saying who are those strange people i don't know they sure don't look like ancient egyptians Do you think the ancient egyptians would call themselves ancient egyptians mm-hmm. hmm, maybe but they wouldn't. maybe they knew people who would come after them hmm, maybe i don't know if they'd know that they were ancient yet we would Probably have looked would just look maybe we would have looked pretty funny in our modern clothes. Fortunately, I had a supply of costumes in my bag, so we looked just like the ancient Egyptians. <laughs> this says, ancient Egyptians used a language that is no longer spoken. They had their own religion and worshipped many gods. The king of the gods was Re. Re the sun god, was the creator of the universe and the father of all gods. Ancient Egyptians also had styles of dress all their own. They wore beautiful jewelry. Their eye makeup was called coal. It was a cosmetic and antiseptic. It may have protected against eye infections. Children's side hair knot was very popular. Some people shaved their heads. Others wore wigs. Ancient Egyptians also had their own style of art. When they drew pictures of people, they combined front and side views. They thought this gave the best view of each part. An ancient Egyptian town was a busy place. Children were playing, craftspeople were working, we saw a bakery and a brewery in operation. Everywhere people were buying and selling things. Ancient Egyptians did not have money, so people traded what they had for what they needed what's sweeties them wine? Bob, did you bring any money? I thought you did, Barb, said the tourist. Ancient Egyptians used the barter system, says Miss Frizzle. Then we don't need money, said the little girl. Click. Workers of all kinds got paid in bread and beer. They used some of their wages to feed their families. They spent the rest on other things. This says, the bread was good, but a lot of desert sand got into it. That wore the people's teeth down. And the beer had less alcohol than our beer, and it was very nourishing. It was more like a food than a drink. Most ancient Egyptians could not read or write, so they hired writers called scribes to help. Scribes wrote letters, kept records, figured out how much tax people owed, and lettered religious texts. We visited a school for scribes with all my teaching experience I was a big help and here's the people in the classroom saying who is this strange person and the teacher says no talking please oh up here it says ancient Egyptians wrote on paper made from papyrus a large water plant the paper was called papyrus too This says, I'm growing papyrus in my pool. The teacher says, I'm writing about his pool on papyrus. (laughs) By making papyrus, they would cut the stalk into sections. The green outside layer was removed and they took the inner fibers and sliced and pounded it flat. And then they crossed it with a second layer. The surface was polished and then smoothed with the stone. The sheets were glued together to make a scroll. very cool. Ancient Egypt Egypt was the first place in the world where writing was used widely. Scribes were everywhere. These are examples of the ancient Egypt hieroglyphics. Each symbol, symbol stood for a sound, just like our letters used for religious writings. The A, this A, looks like a bird and the bee looks like a foot. Very interesting. Then after we went home with a boy named Beku. His father Ramos was a wealthy scribe who could afford a large house and even had a stone bathroom where servants poured water over their master. This was perhaps the first shower in the world. Ramos enjoyed playing Sinet, a popular board game with his wife Merit. The little boy says, Mom, those strange people followed me home. And she says, If we ignore them, maybe they'll go away. Beku's family seemed busy, so we decided to leave. On the road, there was a farm family going home from the market. Our group didn't want to miss anything, so we joined them. The crops were ready to harvest. I encouraged everyone in our group to pitch in. We had just brought in the last of the wheat when the Nile started overflowing its banks. And then they have a picture of the goddess of fertility, Hathor. The goddess of motherhood and love was shown as a cow or as a woman with cows and horns. They glue many things here. Things that we eat today, like lentils and flax, fig trees. Lettuce, garlic, onions, melons, cucumbers, beans, peas, grapevines, date palms. And the farmers are a little confused on what all these people are doing here. They said, kiss him. Who are those strange farmers? And he says, let's make them work for us, Wabet. And the son says, great idea, father. The farmers weren't surprised when the Nile flooded. In ancient Egypt, this happened every year. Later, when the water drew back, it left rich mud that fertilized the fields. The flood made the farmers happy because it meant good crops the next year. It made me happy because I got to teach about it. And it made our group happy because they love learning. I don't know. They're saying, help. The water is getting deeper and deeper. We're going to get annihilated. But the photographer says, wave, Mrs. Frizzle. The photographer and Mrs. Frizzle are having a great time. Oh, look, what animals did we learn lived in the Nile? and hippo. That's right. And our group seemed a little anxious to learn about boating. I suppose they wanted to learn about traveling on the Nile, so we climbed aboard a river barge. Yep, here they are. They're saying, Barb, did you pack our life raft? She said, I thought you did, Bob. The boy says, this boat came to save us from the flood. Then we don't need a life raft, glug. This says, in modern times, the Nile does not flood. This dam holds back the waters. The barge was carrying stones to build a pyramid a tomb where the Egyptian king would be buried. The pyramid was built in the desert. No flood water came there, so work could go on all year without stopping. The ancient Egyptians had not invented wheels, so they had to drag the stones along on the ground. Ancient Egyptians wanted the pyramids to last forever, so they built them of hard stone. Stones were taken off the boats, were pulled up ramps made of earth, and put in place by hand. After the pyramids were finished, the earth ramps were moved. finished pyramid was covered with white stone and topped with pure gold. The Great Pyramid is made of more than two million stone bricks. Wow. Yeah. The little bird says, why did the pyramids look so rough and dull today? Over the years, the gold was stolen, and most of the smooth white stones were used to build other buildings. We joined the work teams dragging stones up a dirt ramp. The foreman, Kahi, and Marisu could see that with our help, the work went much faster. Kahi, do you see those strange workers? You mean the clumsy ones, Marisu? Yeah, these guys don't seem like they're having an easy time. I think it'd be hard to push a really heavy block up a wooden or earth ramp. Ms. Rachel says, building pyramids made jobs for thousands of people. The lady says, but my job is a librarian, and my job is a photographer. Click. We're not ready for this job. No kidding. People often think the pyramids were made by slaves, but that isn't true. Pyramid builders were paid in bread and beer, just like other workers. Down here, it's talking about the Sphinx. The Sphinx is a huge sculpture near the Great Pyramid, with the head of a pharaoh symbolizes leadership and the body of the lion symbolizes power. Imagine how excited we were when we saw the pharaoh's boat landing at the dock. The pharaoh was king of all Egypt. It was his pyramid and he wanted to see the work in progress. We went down to see the pharaoh's boat and when he went back to the palace, we went along. A banquet had been prepared for the king. There were dancers, musicians, and lots of food. We would have looked pretty funny in our work clothes. Fortunately, I had a supply of party costumes in my bag. We fit right in. Hmm. They look a little strange. This girl says, Seppi, did you invite those strange guests? And she said, I thought you did, Neferit. Oh, this is our little guy. We like him. The god of home and hearth, Bess. Bess was a noisy little god who fought off evil forces by singing and dancing. Unfortunately, the pharaoh became ill at the end of the party. His wife and his son helped him to bed. The next morning, there was a big commotion in the palace. The old pharaoh had died in the night. Everyone was weeping and wailing. Ancient Egyptians believed in life after death, but they thought this was possible only if a person's dead body did not decay. That's why priests preserved the pharaoh's body by making it into a mummy. I knew that at this sad time, they would be grateful for all the help they could get. Alright, Miss Frizzle's going to help them mummify the king. First step, they remove the brain and most of the inner organs. Then, they throw the brain away. And then they Save the inner organs in special pops called canopic jars. The jackal has the stomach, a baboon has the lungs, a falcon has the intestines, and the human jar has the liver. They pack the body with drying salt. This stops it from rotting. Step five, they remove the body from the salt and wrap it in strips of linen cloth. While they're wrapping, they put in magic charms called amulets, a scarab for rebirth, the eye of Horus for protection, and another one for the breath of life. Then they cover the face with a beautiful mummy mask, also known as a burial mask. They place the mummy in a beautiful mummy case, also known as a sarcophagus. Along with the mummy, Ancient Egyptians buried the things the dead person would need in afterlife. Like furniture and clothes and toys toys and games and instruments, riding utensils. A funeral boat carried the mummy to the pyramid, which was gleaming in the sun. Weeping relatives and funeral dancers followed the coffin. In the temple, the priest performed religious ceremonies. After the funeral, the mummy was sealed up in the pyramid. Now the king's son would become the new pharaoh. The old pharaoh, the Egyptians believed, would live forever in the afterworld. The priest is saying, you will live again, and you will live forever. You will be young again forever. When the funeral was over, A kind fisherman offered us a ride in his boat. Along the way, things started looking pale. By the time we reached the land, ancient Egypt was fading from sight. I can't imagine how that happened. Can you? We waved goodbye to the fisherman and hurried to the Cairo Airport. Guess who was there? Our tour guide, Herb. Now we are all together again and on our way home. The next morning we arrived at our home airport again. Everyone said goodbye and promised to keep in touch. The next day was my first day back at school. I, Miss Frizzle, knew my students couldn't wait to hear about my trip to ancient Egypt. She's watering her papyrus plant, says, my, how have you grown?